Hello and welcome to Tracks, I'm Tim. And I'm Harry. And this is episode number 63. We are fresh back from Glastonbury and we are a little bit blue once again. Blue dabbardy. Yeah. Very much so. For the second year in a row, we are bringing you a depressed episode about how we went to Glastonbury and now we're sad. I bet yeah. you're excited for that, listeners, right? I think we, we, we seem to be quite perky. Yeah, pinky and perky. That is what I would call us at this stage. A long old recording, recording, a long old recording session too. A long one, a marathon. <laughs> we've got nothing to talk about too. A session. Oh, we've got six or seven hours to talk. <laughs> yeah, we really genuinely cut them down. On the on the way back this year, we said uh, there's not really much to talk about this year. No stories, no anecdotes. No. And yet, nine hours later, here we were, uh, going into the minutiae of a burger we ate. So, <laughs> oh yeah, it all goes off. Uh, and you guys. Are very welcome to it. I don't know what I'm trying to say there. We're delighted to have you here. We're delighted to be back. It's been a long old break without recording for us. Mm. Uh, but despite that break, we still remember exactly where we need to see you. Where is that, Harry? Uh, we're going to see them on the flip side. Yeah, boy. Shall we begin? Let's begin now. You're right, mate. Alright there, Tim. How's it going? Um, th- things are going okay, I guess. Yeah? Yeah. Are they going well for you? They're going alright, I'm going to be honest. The readjustment back to real life, back to life, back to reality, as the famous song does oh, say. There goes gravity. <laughs> Is that the same song? What were you doing? <laughs> I was doing the uh, back to life. Oh, I was doing some kind of M&M spin <laughs> Oh, they go, Germany. Oh, you know, man. Is that back to life? Back to reality? Oh, I suppose it's. I don't think it's exactly that, but it's something like it. I took it apart and I went with it. Tell you what, listeners. Similar lyrics are in different songs. (laughs) (laughs) We learnt one lesson already today. Loads of songs. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I'm doing okay. It's sort of not really nice to be back, but it's all right to be back. Yeah. Back from where to? I was going to say, shall we divulge where we are back from? As if the fact that last week's episode wasn't a pre-Glastonbury episode, and this episode isn't called something along the lines of post-Glastonbury Blues yeah, you, 2017. You, you know us by now, I think. You can guess we have been at Glastonbury Festival, as Boris Johnson decided to call it in Parliament, Glastonbury. Glastonbury. Bloody wanker. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's where we've been, and... Um, there's always like the little comforts of getting back, there which are. have sort of piqued me a little bit. I've talked to people about that, about kind of getting home and kind of being happy sometimes that you get to have a nice hot shower yeah, although and all that stuff. I, but. I found all of those experiences, I mean, we're jumping way ahead. Yeah, we are. <laughs> we're already <laughs> we're home. Back already. <laughs> <laughs> but like those, those experiences that are meant to like peak, like make getting back feel okay yeah i didn't get full enjoyment out of like my shower i wanted to be dirtier in the shower i remember once i think yeah i, I, I think i went to a reading and i literally remember like the water running off me and it was like brown water yeah and i got in the shower this time and i thought i'm fairly clean yeah i'm all right <laughs> i washed my hair and i was like why is it not black <laughs> i de- definitely remember like washing yeah. my hair and it being black and just it being satisfying to like yeah, keep yeah, washing exactly. it until it was clean again and this time i was like i don't even get the joy of that yeah and then i went and lay on my bed and thought I'm not that tired <laughs> <laughs> i'd like slept in the car the whole way home so i got home and i just kind of sat there and thought mm. me too tuesday i was yeah. like i probably could have gone to work today <laughs> yeah, no exactly um so we should rewind a little bit, mm. but to answer your initial question, I'm not that happy to be back. No. I wish I was still there. Me too. Um, but we're going to rewind, listeners, because the reason you are here is to hear our tales of laughter, of love, of woe, of wonder from... Well, that was quite good. That was straight off the top of the egg. Two um, W's. Yeah. Uh, well done, mate. Cheers, mate. From our five days at Worthy Farm. And where shall we start out? I guess the morning. The morning of going there. I'll I'll just start this by saying I've listened back to last year's and I feel like I'm going to be comparing in my head to what happened last year. I feel like... So we said we got up at four last year. 
earlier this year. Oh, it was for you actually, but I think way earlier you got to mine at four fifteen. Yeah, because we were late. Yeah, because I my alarm I think was half two this year to set off uh, because I wanted to have a, like a proper proper shower, last shower, yeah. lots of shower talk, early last doors supper. in this week's episode. Um, yeah, I wanted to like properly scrub. Yeah. Um, so yeah, half two the alarm went off. I was expecting Jack at the house at half three to start loading up. He got there about five minutes after that. Then we had a bonnet problem. A running theme of the weekend in the car. Yeah. Um, so we fiddled around with that for a bit. And then drove across Brighton. But yeah, very early start. But exciting. Yeah, we were already packed in that as well. So that was fine. Just had to lump in the car and go. Just had to lump you in. You yeah. bloody lump. <laughs> um, so yeah, all that. We congregated. Yeah, we went and got we went and got together with the people we went with. So let's just say that convoy, convoy. So we had Hannah, we Wee. had Shiv, Wee. we had Kaz, Wee. and we were off. You've forgotten Jack. We've already mentioned Jack. Oh, we had Jack. <laughs> Wee. We had Harry. Way. Who else did we have? We had. <laughs> oh, oh. Can't weigh yourself. Uh, no, he's only. I can't wait, which is what I did. <laughs> um, and yeah, we headed off down whatever those bloody roads are called. I've got no idea. Jack kept on saying basically the whole way there. Uh, I don't think this is the way we went last year. Do you think this is the way we went last year? And I was yeah. just like, I have no idea. <laughs> what makes you think I was paying attention? I was either asleep or <laughs> looking at something else. Well, I mean, again, if we're going to compare the two years, big difference between this year and last year. Last year, we had four people in one car. Yeah. This year we had two cars of three people. Stuff all over us as well. Yeah, last that's what I mean. Last year we were both sat in the back seat of a car and I could not see you. There was so much stuff. <laughs> Tim, you're right. Us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just remember, just like being able to see the very top of your head just poking out over a million bags. Whereas this time there was all sorts of space. Yeah, space to your left, to your right, ahead of you. Yeah, behind even. <laughs> All of the directions <laughs> had space in them. Yeah, the other big difference is that we got straight there with no queue. Or at least a queue that lasted 10 minutes, if that. Yes. Are we going to talk about the big incident on the way? Um, We can say that things were slightly dampened by the fact that there was an incident. A little bit of a car incident. To my brother's car, which is okay. Yeah, everyone was fine. Uh, no, no injuries. No, like, no. It was a very unviolent car incident. Yeah, there was, was no just a bit weird. Yeah, <laughs> basically there was a mound of cement. <laughs> yeah, um, and it was driven it. over, and then a bit of the car was squashed. There was a funny moment. <laughs> <laughs> there was a funny moment where, because like uh, the damage, listeners, happened like next to my door yeah. in the car. So I couldn't get out and see what was going on. So I was just kind of looking at you and Jack looking at it and like <laughs> wondering what had happened. And then one of you, I can't remember who it was, one of you like walked over and sort of like started to dig a little bit with your hand. No, Hannah thought, <laughs> which was really funny. <laughs> there was a big thing of cement. And I think she, because we'd stopped, I think she might have felt like responsible. And Jack gets quite angry at these situations. So she grabbed this big cone and tried to like dig away at the cement yeah. to try and get the car. Free. But I couldn't see what was and happening. I was like, that's not going to do anything. <laughs> I, was just, I was just watching this happen next to me. But couldn't that, there was metal obscuring my view of what was actually going on. So I was like, what is happening here? We're just digging our way out of a hole now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that did happen. Uh, but then we got there. And we got there in good time. Yeah, got there in I the good time. Um, only to find... What can I describe listeners as a monumental queue? Yeah, I mean, let's... I mean, there's a few things to say. So, we did the first bit of the walk. So, about kind of ten minutes, everything was fine. It was... Uh, just a little bit further than we were last time but you know all in all not too far and just a little bit warmer than last well, time well this is what I was going to say the <laughs> weather was an absolute scorcher it was highs of 32 by 12 o'clock which is at so we got there at like 9 
Yeah. I think and we were in maybe the just queue before for nine. just under four hours. Yeah. So we we were there during the hottest part of the day where I realised, oh, it's noon now. Noon? It's midday. <laughs> <laughs> it's high noon. <laughs> <laughs> it's midday and it is 32 degrees and we had stuff on. I had like two shirts on for some reason and a backpack and like, like full with yeah. just everything. And yeah, we were basically in a queue where we moved two feet every like five minutes yeah where we had to keep bending down to pick up our tent and push it forward a bit but it kind of got to the point where it was so hot and like the bags we were carrying were so unheavy the the bag our tent was in again we have to paint this picture like the the bag listeners was sort of falling apart so we had to take one handle each but for some reason the handles were made out of like cheese graters like yeah just tearing our hands to bits, this horrible little bloody bag, and all the tent kept flapping out at the top, and it's just like uncontrollable. But like, it got to a point where I was so hot, and we'd been in the queue for so long that I, there was a bit of me that didn't even want to get out of the queue anymore. I was just like, every time we moved forward, I was like, oh, God's sake, yeah, just no, I don't want to. I can't even explain what that thing was like. It was like an unraveling onion. Yeah, it was just annoying. It was and it was getting worse. It was getting more and more ripped. It was like a clown's pocket. It was a clown's <laughs> pocket, which sounds like a horrible euphemism. <laughs> um, but yeah, so <clears throat> I, so much happened over the weekend that I really don't want to dr- drill. I don't want to drill. Apparently, <laughs> I don't want to dwell on the negatives. But it was a tough start. Yeah. Um, you know, we we've talked before about how like when you first arrive at the campsite because you've got like five days spanning out ahead of you you don't you want to get there in good nick you don't want to turn up sweaty and tired yeah but good lord did we turn up sweaty and tired oh yeah um then we got to the campsite we picked a good spot very similar to last year very close to where we were last time just above the other stage um and we arrived we put the tents up and one of my kind of abiding memories will be of putting the tents up and we like lay out the inner our bedrooms for our two bedroom tent thing. Yeah. We just put them on the side for a minute, and it was literally about two minutes later. I went and picked it up, and it was too hot to hold them. Like they were yeah. literally burning my skin. Yeah. And then getting going inside the tent to put up the inner bits. Yeah. I had yeah. to do thirty seconds, go back in, <laughs> come back in, just because I was like, I, I'm going to drop yeah. down if, yeah. if I stay in here any longer. And that was when it was about twelve o'clock. Yeah. So it was. Steaming, incredible temperatures. Yeah, incredible. We don't fare well with it. We were we were staying well sprayed though. I gotta say, I'm usually useless at things like that. And every couple of minutes, we were just keeping our arms and our necks. Hats off to the whole gang. Jack got a bit of burn on the back of his neck, but apart from that, everyone else in unbelievable uh, circumstances came out just lovely. Scathed. Well done, everyone. Yeah. Your uh, your mothers will be very proud to hear of your <laughs> your exploits with the Defense sunscreen. against the sun. <laughs> yeah. um, so tents were up, and then some wanker decided we had to go back. Was that me? It was all of us. We're all wankers. Um, yeah, we did another run. Another run to the car. Yeah. Because one of the my big regrets from the first car run, Jack was he was had enough foresight to bring three beers with him for the original queue. Yeah. So I was just knocking back some little tinnies, calming himself down a little bit for the... That would have given me a headache. Oh, I would have loved it. I I just kept looking at him sitting Actually, there. I remember he... having a headache, so <laughs> maybe it would have stopped me from getting a headache. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we had no drinks, so we couldn't. there wasn't like really an opportunity to down tools and relax for a bit, so we went and did another run. No but chairs either, if I'm right. I think maybe one chair had made Shift it at that chair. stage. <laughs> um, and then we went and did another run. Which was again so difficult and so traumatic that we got to the car, then got back through the gate, and everyone thought, right, we cannot make it to the tent. The tent now is an impossibility. We need to sit in the shade next to a circus tent and sleep for about two oh, hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah, everyone had a nap. Yeah, just we did. out in the open. Completely forgot about that as well. Yeah, it was a nice moment. We kind of did shifts because when I finally decided that I'm ready for a nap, because I was the last one, uh, you kind of stared and yeah, and tickled my nose, which 
Oh, that was good. Absolutely annoyed me. <laughs> I absolutely loved it because I didn't. I didn't think you were going to fall for it. So for so it's many another times. thing from a cartoon that doesn't actually happen. <laughs> <laughs> Tickling my face with a thing, and I was like, "There's spiders on me." <laughs> I got like a really long piece of grass and get putting up your nose. You're like, what are these flies doing? <laughs> no, it was definitely spiders. spiders. Because I get thinking, why are there spiders everywhere? And it just keeps running away and coming back to my nose. But again, I'm going to... Why fuck. didn't I just open my eyes? I, know. <laughs> I did it all with closed eyes. So, oh God, what's happening? I'm going to fast forward again because I'll forget otherwise. But on the, the final morning when we were packing up to go home, there was a moment where you got really annoyed because <laughs> there was a spider on the back of your neck. <laughs> and you're like, where are they coming from and why are they always here? Because <laughs> there's so a the spider like, on my neck or on my arm. And it's like, literally, where are they coming from? I'm in the air. I'm standing up. <laughs> the same with your neck just over and over again. Why are they in my hair or something? Oh, it's horrible. Oh, dear. Um, yeah, so we had a nap and then we went back to the campsite. So from there, we kind of chilled a bit for the evening. Uh, I think had a few drinks. Yeah. Potentially, was that the moment when we did the waterfall game? Yes, possibly. Yes. Doing to the Stone Roses waterfall. When Jack realised that there was an opportunity to play a Stone Roses drinking game, he was very excited. I can yeah. see his face now. Very uh, quick drinking. And he really wanted it to be filmed. And the first run was a car crash, to say the very least. I can't quite remember whether the camera went too fast and saw no one having their drink i think it was started to everyone drinking and, and the camera kind of stayed on the left hand side so, at me yeah. and cast <laughs> just pointing at you yeah so the game is listeners that one person <laughs> drinks their drink and then the next person then the next person the next person the next person it was person. a shot like well, a so. waterfall um but yeah we tried to film it. That was the problem, though, that it was a Jaeger bomb, so it was a really quick game. <laughs> like, stupidly quick. Yeah. It's like, da, 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 da. Oh, it's done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't really get anywhere in the song. No. Um, so we did that, and then it was famously the summer solstice, I think. Um, well, I've only been to Glastonbury one time previously, but I'm, I think that's quite unusual that Summer Solstice also yeah. falls on the first night of Glastonbury. I don't remember it ever being the last two years or so, but it's always those days, I think it's always 18, well like 19, 20 to the 21st, it's always one yeah. of those three Some days. Sometime around that part of year, that's yeah. the Solstice time of year. Um, and because of that big occasion, obviously, in that part of the world, specifically actually, because of Stonehenge and all that kind of stuff, uh, there was like a big ceremony thing at the stone circle for all the druids and all them all them lots uh and we sort of strolled up there i don't know about you but i was thinking this is going to be like quite a chilled thing i knew my cousin was up there so i'll just say hello and like as we were walking up there it was still kind of light ish and we just kind of noticed that you couldn't see anything but mounds of people yeah like it was as if it was the uh, pyramid stage or something yeah there was about a billion people uh, on top of the Pretty much everybody that was at the festival was up on that area. Yeah. I would say. It was chaos. Yeah. It was absolute chaos. So, bollocks to that, and we went <laughs> to the park. Yeah, lovely. And, and just sort of <laughs> sat on a hill, really. Sat on a hill, and then, boom. Fireworks. fireworks. And those are the moments that, like... Obviously, Glastonbury is about a lot of things, and there's a lot of the kind of obvious things that you go there for, the bands that you're really excited for. Those moments like that are Little the magic. things that I really, really just adore about being at Glastonbury. Just mm. sat there, and it was it was nice and warm still, but it was like dark, but clear skies, beautiful scenery up on the hill. You can kind of see the rest of the site, and it's all twinkling and glowing. Yeah, you can see that tower looks beautiful and then there's like the fireworks going off and it just it just feels <coughs> magic and when you've just got there and it's been a year since you've been there last it's like and oh it just fills like your heart back home. with joy. yeah it really is and you're just like oh, I, there's one of those moments where you literally think there is nowhere else on planet earth i would rather be than here right now this is every single box ticked it's perfect I'm just pure happy. I'm pure happy. So what had been a long, quite difficult, in some ways quite stressful day, ended beautifully. Yes. Better than we possibly could have dreamt it ever would have. And 
for that. Very grateful. And we move on to Thursday. So Thursday started with a bit of waking up. How did you find your first sleep at Glastonbury? Can you remember? I remember like laying my bed down and stuff and thinking, this is cool, this is cool. Getting in the sleeping bag and then wherever I lay, a hillock were in my rib. <laughs> <laughs> and it was annoying. Um, um, I mean, again, people make fun of me, of me for every year. I don't think people make every fun of me. More increasingly, people start to bring a blow-up mattress, yeah. as you did. And next time, however long it will be, in whatever festival it is, I may get one myself. Honestly, I mean, I woke up on Thursday morning a bit disappointed because mine had deflated quite a lot. So I had to like lie in a certain position for the whole thing to keep me sort of off the ground. Otherwise, I had kind of a head sort of quite upright and my ass on the floor and my legs up in the air kind of situation going on. But... I can't tell you how much of a difference it makes. You really do actually yeah. get a bit of comfort. Which... You didn't sleep on a miniature mountain range, so <laughs> that's all right for you. <laughs> Although I am the kind of person that can kind of sleep anywhere and wake up and be okay, so it was all right. Um, um, but yeah, we woke up Thursday, kicked off, and good news, logistics fans... You thought we had moved on from the chat of running to the car and back. Never. We haven't. Never. We had one more car run in us. And that happened fairly early Thursday. And then we were done. We had everything at the campsite. All the food, all the drinks, all the clothes, all the... Whatever else everyone brought, I don't really know. All of it was there. Yeah. And we were ready to go. That's the moment. That really is the moment where you settle into the festival, I think, when you know... Yeah. I'm never going back to that car until I'm going home. You have a nice, good sit down in a lovely, comfy chair. Yeah. And you just have a little chat and you think, right, we're home. Wondrous things, camping chairs, aren't they? Really good. Why don't we see them more? I know. I DFS could be out of business in a week if people really <laughs> cottoned on to how good camping chairs are. Yeah. No one needs it's sofas in the house. It's got a bloody holder for your drink. And it's comfy <laughs> af. It really yeah. sucks you into a nice... It like, it's like... Yeah. Padding, it's like it's I know. curved in all the right places. I'm thinking to my bedroom now, and I've got a camping chair folded up in the corner, and there's nothing as comfortable, including my bed, to sit on in the room as that. Yeah. That's coming out as soon as the second I get home, I'm unfolding it. I'm in a very weird kind of white chair now, and I really wish I wasn't. <laughs> you wish you were in a camping chair. Maybe that's the new tracks thing. What camping chairs? Yeah, that's that's how we do it. That's how we roll. Yeah. Camping chairs every day. <laughs> camping chairs all day. <laughs> uh, and then, what did we do? We went and had a wander. Thursday, it, like you, I listened to last year's yeah. uh, post Glastonbury episode today. And I didn't really know what I did last Thursday. Last year's Thursday either. And I still don't really know what I did this year's Thursday. No, I think we'd had... A bit of a wander around and just kind of had a bit of a chill one, but a nice day. Like, I was going to say it's a bit of a write-off, but not in, like, a bad way. Just in a, we used Thursday to pretty much however... Most people use it to, like, to like acclimatise to the place they're in. Yeah. They might have a little wander, they might go and see, try to see something. And I think there was some wandering. I had a chicken baguette. Yeah, you did. At one point. Mm. Um, yeah, all those kind of things happened. Yeah, um, then I think we decided we kind of pissed about a bit for a few hours until about six or seven, and then we thought let's go and see the Smiths, right? Yeah, it's become like a traditional Glastonbury curtain raisin for razor raisin. I just said a curtain raisin <laughs> um, for us has been kicking off the festival with the Smiths, uh, <coughs> the premier Smiths cover artists. Yeah. Um, and Body rammed. Williams Green. Williams Green, yeah. But we went into the area around Williams Green, and yeah, like you say, absolutely chock-a-block. Fucked. It was too much. To the point where, like... I can't remember it being like that last time. I don't, I've never seen Williams Green like that, and Williams Green is not, for people who've never been to Glastonbury, that's not a stage that accommodates uh, people congregating outside to see the stage well. 
Yeah, it's, it's got a lot of walls. Yeah, <laughs> you can't really see in from outside, but still, there were thousands of people just sort of strewn around outside it, and you mm. thought, no way, yeah, no way. So we left the Smythes, uh, but not actually that downhearted because we had another destination that was very much on our agenda. And we were quite excited for. It was the Stonebridge Bar, which is not a place I've been to before or since. I don't know about you. I went there in the first year I went, I think. Watched something probably quite similar. It's quite nice, quite spacious. Yeah. But they had an event on called Baggy Mondays, which is supposedly the Stonebridge's traditional Thursday night party starter, which returns with more Manchester-powered indie disco mayhem. And it was really good. It was bloody great. It was... I feel like we waited for quite a long time for it to start, and we were in with like a lot of R and B pop, like before Baggy yeah, Mondays took bit. off. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> remember um, "Don't Stop Believing" playing yeah. and there was while a we were of, waiting. There was some Kanye played as well. I think Kanye did play, yeah, but that was that was just like almost as soon as we arrived. I think. Yeah, was um, it Gold Digger? Yeah, I think so. Um, but then it went into the kind of Manchester anthems. Really, really good fun. Really good. I'm, I'm re- like that was one of my. It's something I keep remembering actually. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. Um. There was a moment when I think Stone Roses were playing. It might have been, I think it was during I Am the Resurrection. Uh, Katy Perry came on. We oh. thought it had finished. <laughs> Katy Perry started playing, and we were all like. We all looked disappointed, and there were some people that were dancing around us, and we all gave each other a look like, the fuck? Yeah. And then, like, the first verse of her thing ended. I think it was fireworks or whatever it is. And then the Stone Roses thing came back in, and everyone went a bit mad again. It was a very, 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 very risky play. I had completely forgotten about that until right now, and all of a sudden it's just come flooding back to me. And as you say... We stood there, stunned. Yeah. High risk strategy from the DJ. Very high risk. But... I think it worked all right, though. I didn't come yeah. out there going, what a dick. I came out there thinking, he played us. That yeah. He's had us off. That's and silly, we've still had a lovely time. monkey. <laughs> <laughs> you cheeky little cheeky chappy. Little I pinched git. him on the cheek. <laughs> <laughs> you little fella, you. Uh, yeah, so that happened. And then we did our very, very, very first, and not the last, Jeremy Corbyn chant Wee. at that place. Uh, which was always going to happen at Glastonbury, wasn't it? I mean, yeah. In the background now, I'll be so disappointed in you if the White Stripes aren't playing because... Oh, Jeremy Corbyn. Oh, Jeremy Corbyn. By the end of the weekend, did get a little bit tedious. There were moments yeah. where it started and I just thought... Oh, I didn't join in kind of the, the latter part of the <laughs> Yeah, but what a lovely uh, side theme to yeah. the weekend uh, so from Baggy Mondays I'm not really sure what we did after that we kind of just wandered around a bit I know ultimately my night it ended as so many of my Glastonbury nights have in my history I, I would venture as far as to say I think I've had what 10 nights in total at Glastonbury now right and I reckon 6 Maybe even seven have ended in the silent disco. Which is a bit of a depressing thought, but it's happened. Wow. I like it there. And it was fun. It was very fun. You didn't quite make it to silent disco, did you, sadly? No, I just... just, Because I hadn't been drinking that day. I felt very... um, Everyone was very wired, let's say. And I felt like I really, really wasn't. And I was like, oh, yeah. I'm going to just waste this. <laughs> uh, so I went back and got myself ready for the next one. Lovely stuff. Well, I stayed and I danced to, you know, the the classics that the indie channel at the Silent Disco plays. For people who don't know, you get like a little wireless pair of headphones, like a big on-head set of headphones. It's got like a little button on that you change between three channels. And generally it's speaking, fun. one is like proper like... Doo, 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 like... Not the East Enders theme tune. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just over and over again. So you can look at people and be like... <gasps> um, no, one's like proper dance, one's like R&B, and one's like sort of indie kind of stuff. Um, and generally, I stick, I'll stick. i always flick through 
And Occasionally never... you'll get times where there's fuck all on all three though. Yeah, I know. And you just kind of shuffle around. Just and like, wait <laughs> like yeah. three minutes for um, the next one. But other times you'll all be on the same channel. And I'm going to finish Thursday with a song, which is one of my memories of exactly that. Yeah. It's a band that we saw at Glastonbury last year and who, like them or loathe them, have teed up many years ago now an ultimate indie floor filler. They are two-door cinema club. And I just remember a moment looking around. You got Shiv, you got Kaz, you got Jack, you got Hannah. Harry's gone to sleep. <laughs> and you're thinking... It's Undercover Martin. It's two-door cinema club. And everyone was just singing it. And it was a lovely moment. And I just thought, yeah, I'm happy. Again, another day ending happy. Yep. <laughs> and Harry was having a lovely little nap. No, I went to meet a friend for half an hour. Mm-hmm. You cheeky get. You never no. told us about that. Yeah, I did. No. I forgot that. You bastard. <laughs> okay, this is Two Door Cinema Club. Friday, Friday we woke up and... Ready for the nitty gritty. Yeah, I'd narrowly avoided a bad start to Friday, I'm glad to say, because the aforementioned silent disco, uh, Jack and Hannah went back earlier, so it ended up just being me, Shiv and Kaz. And as we were walking back from the silent disco, I think maybe like three, four o'clock, something like that, they were like, let's go up onto the hill and watch the sunrise. And I was like, no, I'm really tired. I'm going to go to bed. They did, our lovely friends, did go up onto the hill to watch the sunrise and fell asleep on the hill and got woken up freezing cold once the sun had already risen by a security guard trying to check if they were dead or not. So that could have been me, but it wasn't. So I woke up Friday morning pretty fresh, I'm glad to say. Um, And I think the first place we headed was... It's funny, listening back to last year's episode, we moan so much about uh, how far away the John Peel stage is. It's really not that far. No. It's quite close to I think we'd else. said, though, hadn't we, that we were we were in a completely different position because there is a point in the festival where we were at West Holtz and John Peel was a fucking mile away. No, because um, on, Sunday, on Sunday of this year's, I also walked from West Holtz to John Peel. Decent little stroll. Not that bad at all. Maybe it was just all the weather and stuff. <laughs> yeah, and mud and just Sunday nights and being miserable. Because I remember it being 9,000 hours <laughs> yeah. away. Up yeah. But it's not. It's a, it's a tent that I actually really enjoyed this year. Um, it's yeah. kind of up on the top of a, another hill. Um, yeah. And it feel, it does feel a bit separate from everywhere else. It's got its own it kind does. of vibe up at the top of John Peel. Um, but we went to see Black Honey. We did. And I liked them. That yeah. was... They're a band I know like a couple of songs of, but not necessarily One of kind of which we missed. Yeah, but not necessarily kind of totally engaged with their whole shtick. <laughs> yeah, but I um, it felt just like a really nice sort of punky way to yeah, it was a very style. good opening kind of band yeah. to see, I think. Yeah, and they were um, there was a nice moment where the lead singer she said something like. We always um, said to our friends, we're not going to go to Glastonbury until we play it. And they laughed at us. And now we're here and you'll never know how much this means to us or something like that. And it kind of, exactly that. When you're right in the thick of it, it does feel like sort of the most important place in the world. And you kind of want every act you see to say, this is the best gig of our lives. And to start with someone who really was clearly so excited to be there. I really loved that kind of, um, that made that for me really. Yeah, me too. Great. Yes. So then it was down the hill, walked past uh, Blossoms, I believe, were playing it main on the main stage. They were, yeah. The Pyramid, and we we kind they kind of finished, and we 
sat down on a hill. We sat right at the back, and it was a... I'm not sure it's a vantage point I've ever got of uh, Pyramid 4, and I really liked being there. It's kind of... <laughs> at the very back, it kind of banks up. And I well, don't... I'll tell you why, Tim. Because I'm just going to ask you this now and get it out of the way. But we, we got to sit down this year in yeah. places. We never had that option last year, Tim. These are facts. These we, are and then you brought facts. a chair out. Yeah. Incredibly muddy last year, impossible to sit anywhere. This year, I got the full pleasure of experiencing those things that you had wound me up about just 12 months before. Like Last year, we sat down here, and I was just like up to my eyeballs in mud. I did, yeah. <laughs> Snorkeling through. Um, uh, uh, so yeah, yeah that's yeah, why we did that. We've got, you got to sit down places and that. Beautiful. Um, yeah, and it was beautiful. You really, from that top point of the pyramid stage, you really kind of get that expanse. Yeah, you can people. see up to the park as well. You, you just see a, again. A you just see they sort of don't look like people. They look like ants. It's like it's all a little bit bizarre. Um, yeah. And even having gone there the second time, there is a surreal feeling to just everything about Glastonbury, especially when you get back as well. It's like God, was I there? Was was that mm. all part of my actual life, or was that just some kind of weird dream? Um, it was a dream. Yeah, it was a dream. It's a shame, that, isn't it? Fucking dream, mate. Yeah. Um, but sitting at the back there, we watched the end of Blossoms and then the beginning of First Aid Kit as well, who... Um, yeah. Yeah, very... I think after Black Honey, I wanted more momentum and, like, up and up yeah. and up, and First Aid Kit... Didn't provide that, but certainly... No, I'd seen First Aid Kit, like, maybe six years ago, when they were just, like, this tiny little acoustic outfit that really were playing to not many people, and I didn't think it fit the pyramid stage, but that's maybe because I haven't been following them. Yeah. Um, but it was then... Well, for me, as far as I'm concerned, Tim, was it Leanne Le Havis after that? Yeah, it was straight on to Leanne Le Havis, and one of my favourite moments of the weekend... Of course. Uh, we went to... It was Avalon. Was it Avalon that Liam Lavis yeah, was playing at? So stage. I didn't realise... I don't know about you. I didn't realise that was an acoustic stage until we got there. Neither did I. So I didn't... I was expecting the full... Leanne experience. Boof, slap in the face Leanne that we know and love. Yeah. We got uh, a no less fantastic but very different um, Leanne performance. Yeah. It was much more nuanced, much more stripped back. Uh, much more soulful I would, well, maybe not more soulful but a different kind of soulful yeah. really saw all the beautiful depth of her voice but not in the same kind of brash beautiful way mm. as I was kind of expecting but in some ways that was a good thing but while we're in the queue not in the queue in the crowd sorry for watching the Amhavis I looked over my shoulder and it was only bloody Jon Snow yeah. off not, of Channel not, 4 News. Yeah, not Jon Snow. From, it was Jon Snow. Not from Game of Thrones. That's a person, isn't it? Game of shit. Yeah, yeah. Game of Jon Snow. That's what I was doing. I don't, know. Um, I don't know if he's got an accent in it. I've never seen it. He does. That's exactly it. Because I don't like dragons. <laughs> <laughs> dragons and swords are not for me. Anyway, yeah, Jon Snow is there. In his yeah. green jumper. Yeah. And a bit of living it up. A bit of poo on his cream. Oh genius. yeah, he was like standing there for a bit, and I was like, "A bird shit on his pants." <laughs> <laughs> he did have something on his bum, and uh, why you were looking at an old man's bum, we'll never really know. But uh, Channel Four News is John Snow was there, um, and I kind of looked over my shoulder and saw him briefly. And I've never seen you dart off so quickly. No, I really legged it, and I got there, and I thought, "Get in a picture." <laughs> I got there, and I thought, "I've." I've really very much approached this man. Like, yeah. I've I've charged at him. But he was absolutely lovely. Um, yeah, everyone was getting photos and he looked very happy about it. Yeah. Or happy a gent to oblige. And a hero. My only slight disappointment of the whole situation was I realised afterwards, as I said, for listeners who don't know who Jon Snow is, he's a Channel 4 news presenter in the UK. There's also another Channel 4 news presenter in the UK called Krishnan Guru Murphy. Mm. who I met about two weeks ago and also had a selfie with. 
and I'm wearing the exact same clothes in both pictures. So I look like an absolute little creep. Yeah, like, all who, you do is walk around. You never go home. I never get changed. And all I do is follow Channel 4 <laughs> news presenters. That's just my life. Uh, so that was a bit disappointing. But for me, I think it was the only quote-unquote celeb I met over the weekend. Mm. And what a one to get at Glastonbury. I could have got, you know, the Kate Mosses, the Lily Allens, whoever else of this world. No. I'm having Jon Snow off the news. Of course. Lovely. Um, but the animal's great, too. Yeah, and I'm not entirely sure what happened after this. Well, at this point, I can tell you what happened. We uh, went and got some food, and right. then we went back to West Holtz. We returned to West Holtz and watched a bit of Dutch Uncles, who I had said sounded a bit like Telegram, so I'd inclined people to come and have a listen. And then we read the bio thing on the app and it said they were like psyche so jack was a bit excited for it and we got there and they were cheesy yeah oh cheese i can't remember it, it oh, the cheese was wafting no, it out West, it was at williams green williams green sorry yeah that's yeah. what i mean yeah i really i said i don't know if i like this or hate it um and i don't want to be too harsh yeah, i think the less said about it about it it didn't go down that well just didn't float my boat yeah and at that point i think our stories of the night start to split a little bit so, yeah. would you like to go first? Well, I believe we stuck together. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-uh, honey. Uh-huh, honey. No, uh-uh, honey. Okay. <laughs> um, are you sure? Yes. So, what time did Dutch Uncles finish? Uh, Dutch Uncles? Uh, they finished... Dutch Uncles. Yeah, that was... Uh, our little, mine and Jack's little joke as we were walking down there he kept saying you kept saying where are we going I know what happens and I he went... kept saying we're going to see Darch Uncles <laughs> and you were like who are Darch Uncles for <laughs> God's sake and then are the Darch yeah. Uncles and then he Darwinian start, and then he started calling Hannah Chunkles which was also quite a <laughs> nice little nickname right. Hannah Chunkles no just Chunkles you right, Chunkles I know I changed it um, no, I went to fill up my bag with drinks, waited for you to finish watching somebody, so you sh- might as well fill in here, because then I came and met you, Oh, I, I thought, sorry, I, my misunderstanding, so I thought you went to see Royal Blood. No. Oh. No. <laughs> Listeners, he's done a face, like I've just told him that he is on the sex offenders register. <laughs> no, no, no. Absolutely <laughs> no. No, I, okay. I went to fill my bag up with drinks, because we had some headliners to see okay so I'll let you tell me what you kind of because I know you went to see somebody at West Holtz I did indeed and then I met up with you after I went to not only I think my favourite set of the entire weekend but actually like one of my favourite sets I've ever seen in my entire life of course someone who was genuinely I mean you can always um, be too hyperbolic when you describe something you've really really enjoyed but it kind of felt like life-changing. That good. I went to see Kate Tempest. Katie Tunstall. <laughs> life-changing. <laughs> I was about to sing a song there, but then I'm not sure if it was her, so I'm not going to do it. Um, no, I went to see Kate Tempest, and I've honestly never seen anything like it. Just, just like the power and the passion of it was like one thing. Obviously, she's... For people who don't know, she's kind of a... I, I'm always reluctant to describe her as a rapper because I don't think that kind of adequately covers From what, what she does. She's kind of a... Spoken yeah, word. she's a spoken word artist originally and then it's kind of... Uh, she's sort of gone into a sort of hip-hop type of arena with her spoken word. But she basically came out and like for the first 10, 15 minutes, it just felt like this incredible monologue which delivered this sort of it was kind of a social commentary political piece uh, you know about the world that we live in right now but it really really felt like she was delivering this kind of totally unique view on the world that we're living in and giving us it it felt like listening to the voice of a generation again another completely overused phrase that's kind of just shit but I can't really think of many other ways to describe it. It was just incredible. I just I, I was watching it. And I was just, I felt so 
amazed and enamoured by her, but also just so privileged and so energised to be part of that crowd. They, I was completely stunned and completely moved, and I just couldn't, I couldn't quite believe what I was watching. And there were moments when I couldn't work out whether it was pre-written stuff or it was completely ad lib. I couldn't work out, like. She just had two, she had like a keyboard player and a drummer behind her and they would kind of come in at little bits but nothing about it felt pre-rehearsed, it just felt totally spontaneous and exciting and exhilarating and I've just never seen anything like it. Um, and the more it went on and the more it built up and built up and as the set went on you got more backing track and you got more kind of instrumental in there and it just became more and more powerful and more just gripping and and I'm kind of, you can probably hear, I'm kind of lost for words as to what really it was. And since I've got back from Glastonbury, I've watched that set twice now on iPlayer. It's still available. Go and listen to it because in some ways it's watching it two more times has given me no more context to actually what that was at all. It still feels like there's just this alien, incredible thing that I was lucky enough to witness. But at the same time, it's just solidified in my mind that it was... It was the best thing I've ever seen. It was absolutely brilliant, and Kate Tempest is a genius, a, a power, a icon, a everything. I cannot recommend it highly enough. And in some ways, while I, afterwards I thought, oh, that's a real shame that everyone else we came with didn't uh, experience that, because for me it was so profoundly moving and exciting. I saw the last two songs. But at the same time, in some ways, it really added to it, the fact that I went there on my own, so I was able to just completely engage with it, like mm. not think, uh, you know, <coughs> oh, it's, it's, have we lost someone in the crowd? Yeah. Uh, you know, someone going to get food? It's Sometimes as well, when I go with somebody who isn't into somebody as much as I am, I have a weird thing where I, I want them to be enjoying it, and then I, yeah, of I, course. Might less, I might enjoy it less if I think, oh, they're not having a good time. Yeah. So maybe it was absolutely for the best. Yeah, it was. it was kind of... Brilliant, and I, you were kind of waiting at the back of the stage afterwards, and I remember just like walking up to you and I, like up to meet you, and I just felt like I just felt on such a high, like I'd been completely lifted by her performance that like I, I was I was just in a euphoric mood for the rest of the evening. I was yeah. kind of unmovable from that state. It was just, it was just incredible. Yeah, I, yeah, no higher praise is possible. <clears throat> um, and any, yeah, anyone who wasn't lucky enough to be there, go and watch it. And go and watch it a hundred times because it's perfect. Yeah. And what a way to kind of start the real kind of, oh, I was going to say uphill. Which one's the good bit, uphill or downhill? Up. It was the uphill rise to what was a fantastic first proper night at Glastonbury. Yeah, yeah. So we met up, we went to the toilet to sick gate toilets where you were not sick and you had survived the wee, sick gate toilets a lovely little pee and uh, we walked to the main stage yeah where we had decided that this is a good thing to do and so what happened is at the park this is something that we've been talking about all day kind of all week that there are kind of secret TBA uh, <clears throat> shows so on the Friday uh, my brother and his girlfriend I believe it was just them two yeah, I'm not quite sure where Shiv and Kaz went at that stage. No, they were going to Radiohead, so I think they went somewhere else first. But anyone, anyone. Um, anyway, they decided to go to the park to see who it was going to be. Rumours of uh, The Killers, Elbow... Uh, I can't really remember who the rumours were. I was trying to think about gorillas, this the other day. Gorillas um, were up there. Somebody else as well. Anyway, we went to see The XX. Yes, and how glad I am that we did that and didn't go to the park, which was, I was Elbow. Yeah, I, w yeah. I mean, le the less said about Elbow, the better. But I was so vindicated. I remember saying earlier in the day, like, there's so few bands that could be the secret act that I would enjoy more than the XX. Like, yeah, you're that right. is going to be brilliant. And it was, it was... There was a rumour that it was Arcade Fire, which I was really hoping for. I wouldn't have enjoyed that one either, I don't think. I might have done. But anyway, the XX... <clears throat> so here's here's where I become um, honest with myself, with the people, with everybody around me. 
Uh, Glastonbury is a place where you go to be open and free. <laughs> and you just kind of do what you like. And, um, and Harry goes really extent. out. <laughs> um, so what do you get when you have like a lemon? What is like one of the main things about that lemon? Lemon and lime, they tend to have like a citrusy something else taste. I might, one might say acidic. I'm confused where you're going here. One might say acidic. Oh. (laughs) So let's just, let's call it this. So I had a lemon before I went to see the XX. (laughs) This is all A tab of lemon. (laughs) A tab of lemon. Um, Before I went to see the XX. So met up with a mate. I didn't, listeners, just for the record. Yeah. (laughs) Met up with a mate from work. Lovely. Uh, Went to see the XX. And what a gig. What a lovely show they put on. A real, like... Yeah. That was a heartwarming moment as well. Especially when he said, you know, we were three chubby goths and yeah. now we're up I on liked the pyramids. I liked that. And also, I like... It was funny. Um, sorry, I forget his name. And I always forget his name and it's really bad. I think he's... Is he called Tristan? Something like that. Anyway, not Jamie, not Romy. The other one. Yeah. Um, Charming it, guys, aren't they? Yeah, but he, he told a few stories. And like you say, um, when he called them all chubby goths being up on the pyramid stage, I loved that. But also he told he talked about all the different times he'd been to Glastonbury. And yeah. I liked the fact that every single one seemed to involve him getting hurt. He was like, I came here with a broken leg and I was dancing to Beyonce. And then we played here a couple of years ago and I fell face first off the stage. And then I was here another year and I fell over something. It's like, Calamity James, calm down. <laughs> But the set was brilliant, and it was it the really first. Was. It was the first time I'd ever seen the XX, and Me too. Um, opening with intro, right? Yeah, came out to intro, and which is exactly it what kind of wanted. had to be. Um, yeah. And then went into another first album track, which I can't quite remember what it was. It was um, no. Oh it was very much a lot of the kind of because there are some songs of theirs that I haven't heard all that well I don't know if they played Angels or Angel. yeah they did yeah. they did Yeah, I love that song yeah um, but there's there's three albums of theirs I say in the third album there's quite a lot I haven't heard second album I've probably heard three quarters maybe half they played pretty much wall to wall yeah they played they, they, great they, songs it was, it was a, I know. an ideal set list um, yeah, it was and they it was very similar to me in some ways to James Blake last yeah. year in that uh, I had the same potential kind of um is completely the wrong word but uh, reservations beforehand of like it's a big stage it's a big sound it's friday night at like eight o'clock open are up. they gonna fill it and my god i i absolutely love that set and i was as i say i was very much walking on air after k tempest that probably nothing could have downed my spirits but like mm. this those two are the only sets I've watched back since and I've absolutely loved them both again yeah um, and it's what they did as well I mean the whole thing of Jamie XX kind of with his separate work that he does and yeah. the kind of dance anthems that he's got out there he really brought an element of those to the kind of mixes of the original songs yeah of course especially from the first album they were doing some that were kind of remixed into these yeah, yeah. party songs now yeah and they just worked so well yeah and there was Exactly that. There was a bit in the middle where it it kind of kicked off with Dangerous from the new album, yeah, and I great. I remember turning and looking at you as the bit where it's like bam 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 bam, and just being like boom up, and just went for that, yeah, and just being like oh my god, so excited, and then it went into like a little sort of dancey old song section, and then. They played um, Loud Places, the Jamie XX song, which yeah. Romy sings on. And that that section was just like, in some ways a bit of a blur, but sometimes in some it ways like... a bit of a blur. But in some ways also like the one of the bits that I remember most vividly from the whole weekend because it it just felt so joyous. And I, yeah, I just felt like a real mm. connection to that set. I absolutely loved it.
really was kind of magical. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, Friday night was by far my favourite. In term, in music, music wise of what we saw, that was by far my favourite night. And yeah, me too. And that, yeah, that was spectacular. So um, we'll get onto what you did after that. But I, so basically, this is one of, I think maybe the second or it might be the only the second time in three years that I've seen a headline pyramid show. So yeah. I've, I I've, saw... and I've still never seen one. So I'm I'm very right. uh, two years. Six headliners, sin none of them. So I'm genuinely intrigued to know what it feels like to be there to watch a headliner. It's a magic. It's Jens Lehmann. It was uh, so. So okay. Um, I've I've mentioned a couple, maybe a couple of weeks ago that uh, tracks show fan Annie show trying to kind of got me more into Radiohead. So over the last kind of month, I've been get, getting more into their repertoire and stuff. Um, so if you didn't know, Radiohead were headlining the Friday night. And I was with a friend who we had met just previously at XX, who is a massive fan, him and his sister. And they are huge fans of, of Radiohead. And I know six seven songs and some of those they did play some of them they didn't um so the lemon started to work on me <laughs> and uh it was one of the most surreal because of the music as well i'm not just saying use the lemon um it was one of the most surreal kind of experiences i've ever witnessed because there were people around me that absolutely ad- door yeah. Radiohead and it, and it, it was yeah. such a buzz being around those people and I yeah. couldn't have um, I feel so lucky to be around those kind of people especially Elliot who was with me who was shouts, cr- to, Elliot. shouts to Elliot and Molly his sister shouts to Molly who Elliot was crying at certain points and stuff and I thought that was beautiful and every now sure and then that I wasn't would... just his face melting <laughs> it could have also <laughs> been that <laughs> Uh, there were times I looked round at them and they were both like really like reveling in what was happening and their whole kind of brotherly sisterly thing I was like oh this is so wonderful and beautiful and like then these songs were playing and I just I absolutely loved being around these people and it's um like Radiohead are a very like Tom is absolutely one of the best whiners in the world at like just whining but so beautifully and there were people i could just hear them and we i was saying to molly behind me like every time i was like here it comes here it comes all that stuff that you've bottled in for the last however many years get it out and then like he would start doing his singing and everyone would be like (laughs) and like you would just hear people just like screaming around you and i just felt like it was one of the most surreal and amazing experiences I've ever had like it was so powerful and then like fake plastic trees and like karma police and stuff and these huge tunes I hear it, yeah. the, it it all happened like there was a little bit of a spatter at one point a bit of rain I thought that was really nice and the whole experience uh, th- th- I think they showed it on the <laughs> do you know what fuck me up with the screens because they don't just have the video of them they have like fucked up psychedelic yeah, kind of, of stuff and I kept on looking at them like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> like I was so confused every now and then um, but I mean yeah as a pyramid stage performance I really wish other people could have seen it because I've heard a bit of I think Radiohead get a bit of a slack a bit too much about their people don't get them and I walked out of there thinking I get it now because I see them as a, a band for the um, the introverts yeah and I just I just heard so many introverts in that crowd screaming and getting out everything that they want to and they this was their guy that lets them do that I mean that I cannot dispute and obviously I wasn't there to experience it but in terms of if that's the experience of being there then yeah. That is something I can completely relate to. It's one of the many reasons why Morrissey is continues yeah. to, despite the fact that he spouts rubbish 
constantly. Well, it's the thing that you people know, say he he's someone... depressing and stuff. Yeah, it, it's yeah. people like yeah. putting it, no, those feelings yeah, into the saying music. He's saying what you say, and so, you know, yeah. it uh, it makes it okay for you to feel the way you feel. That is such an important thing, um, and I think I think Radiohead are. Uh, th- that's the interesting thing about them. I think is that they're they're potentially that, but then on this huge pedestal where they play huge stages in headline shows at the biggest festival in the world and there is a sort of juxtaposition of those two positions it's like but there were, are you the niche introvert band or are you the huge headline I stadium just, filling? i think they they for me listening to them there were points when i was thinking they're one of the biggest rock bands in the world but they also i was listening to them especially songs i haven't heard before or maybe didn't recognize as much they were like a deep dance music. I, yeah. I I could just hear like aspects of like kind of thumping indie versions of techno music in there. Like they they are. I think they're more than what people might take them for. And they're, sure. they're, I think the reason why they're so big is because they've they've pushed the boundaries of what they can do as a quote unquote rock band. Yeah, for sure. And they you know, they've taken themselves out of their comfort zone and what people expect, which is why you get people saying, Oh, they're just like there was this fake news bullshit about people dancing and singing along to a guitar tuning. Three minutes of guitar tuning. Oh yeah, so boring. It's just like yeah, it's it's not funny. Like they're doing something new and people hate when people do stuff new. I mean it's not new now, but it was at some point. Yeah of course. And people don't like it when they don't get stuff. And I think they, if they don't get it, then they just, they just ridicule it. And I walked out of that place kind of like you. I feel like floating on air, but also because it was really hard to get out lemons. of there. <laughs> floating on lemons. And it was really hard to get out of the place because everyone's like walking like penguins yeah. out there. And we were all just laughing. And I spat on the back of someone's head as well. Oh, by don't accident. do that. Harry. That's it was, no, nice. it was not like that. I laughed at somebody while I had a drink in my mouth and spat it and I apologised profusely. It was horrible. Dirty boy. But uh, they, they were fine. <laughs> she was she was lovely about it. She said, next time aim him at him. And he was like, oh, shut up. And I was like, ah. It was great. It was a lovely experience yeah. and I'm really glad that I saw saw them. Nice. Yeah. Well, that sounds beautiful. It was stunning. Hmm. What do you do? And meanwhile, I had again left the pack. I was a lone wolf for the second time in the night. And again, felt like I didn't really want to be anything but because I went to see uh, someone who regular tracks listeners will know is one of my ultimate heroes. Uh, I went to see Billy Bragg. Oh, of course. He yeah. curates a stage at Glastonbury called Left Field. And as he is the man in charge, I think every single year he makes himself headline the Friday night. Because <laughs> yeah, why wouldn't you? You're Billy Bragg. Um, but he just played a brilliant <coughs> classic set of all his great old stuff. And I just... It didn't have a big crowd. It, I mean, you know, the left field, it's probably a little bit smaller than Williams Green. It's not big at all. And it wasn't rammed by any means, but... What was beautiful about it was that everyone in there had made a very specific decision that that was where they wanted to be that night. So out of 200,000 people, you might have only had two or 3,000, maybe even less actually, mm. who were there. But everyone was completely spiritually there and completely engaged and singing along with every song. And everyone just loved Billy. He loved us all back. And we had just a lovely, folky sing-along. And it moved me to tears a few times. And I was just like, yeah, I was just in heaven. It was perfect and beautiful. And I I couldn't have wished for anything more. Um, and yeah, it was one of those things that last year, I think actually last year we walked past Leffield while Billy Bag was playing did, on the way to somewhere else. And I really, really, yeah, for the last year, I've really regretted not turning back and going to see him. So I'm absolutely delighted that I did this year. And I can honestly say that unless someone I'm obsessed with is playing somewhere else at the same time, all of the next times I go to Glastonbury, that's going to be what I do on a Friday night. I'm going to go and see Billy at left field. So it was perfect. I had a very different uh, experience during that time frame to you, but also an equally moving and beautiful one. 
so we'd seen our headliners. It was then to, I, I think we all just decided let's meet back at the tent, possibly. Yeah. I went back to the tent to collect some friends of mine. And some thoughts. And some thoughts. <laughs> I was spinning all over the shop. I was start, I started to like... You're a Beyblade at that stage. <laughs> that was an amazing moment. Shout out to Elliot. When we both said to each other, oh, what's that thing? We were trying to think of like Power Rangers or something. I said, what's that thing when people fight against each other? And you really? Beyblades. <laughs> and we just like laughed for oh like 10 my god so good i'm so excited that i've now joined in on that yeah you i had it. no idea that beyblades had come up at we glastonbury absolutely laughed. brilliant beyblades, funny eh? enough we laughed outside of the place that we all turned up at which was arcadia this is arcadia something that i've never experienced at glastonbury yet, and now i've been under the spider yeah i've I, been fully under the eyes of the spider it was absolutely glorious and it is one of maybe when I in a couple of years or a year or a few months or a few weeks look back on this class and it will be one of the kind of um, residual effects of being there that I was previously not into I don't even know what that kind of music is called anymore or I don't know why I'm saying anymore I never knew what that kind of music was called but that kind of Arcadia music the Shangri-La music I got so into it over yeah. the weekend. Absolutely loved it. Just for a wrap. There was one day when we were trying to find something melodic, but um, yeah, that was that was it. Yeah, but that was kind of that night, wasn't it? That was Friday night of trying to just just going around and enjoying that kind of music, and then it was it was quite literally lit. It was lit up. It was lit. Um, yeah, if anybody doesn't know, Arcadia spits out fire and like icy clouds at you. It's a it's big, wonderful. massive metal spider with incredibly intense techno yeah. dance and music. And I tell you what, if I hadn't only had half a lemon that day, I think that would have been way more too intense <laughs> for me. <laughs> Your little head would have burst flames out the top of it as well. Yeah. Out um, your ears. It would have been a bit too much. Yeah. Oh, it was brilliant though. I, I've got like some a few like brilliant photos and videos from there, and I I just again you just felt like you were listening to the right music at the right time. And as I've already I've already said that uh, after all the brilliant things I saw on Friday, I just I couldn't have not enjoyed anything. I was just in the best mood in the world. But yeah. Arcadia really went off that night. I loved it. It was big. Uh, and we, yeah, uh, we don't need to go into all the sordid details, but we span off into a bit of a exciting night of mayhem out into the the clubbing world that Glastonbury offers. I think that's yeah, that's kind of enough. That's kind of how that one ended. Yeah. I'm gonna send it to 